Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. This is a podcast where we host and interview pro esports players, business professionals, streamers, and others who are working in the gaming and esports industry. This is episode 32 with Gabe Cuss, who is the Magic Gaming Esports Partnership Manager. And this was a really fun episode. We actually had the opportunity to drive over to Orlando and do this one live in person with Gabe, as well as just get to tour the Magic Gaming facilities, meet some of the players, the coaches, and some of the other people they had on staff. And it was just an overall really fun trip. Again, special shout out to Derek Watford for coming with me and capturing all the content on video and photography. Really couldn't have done the trip without him. But... Uh, Before we hop into the episode, this is our first official sponsored episode, so make sure to tune in and listen to that. Um, For those of you guys that have been following along with the podcast and really following me in this journey, uh, it's a big moment for us to to finally get a sponsored episode, so I hope that everybody will take the time to listen to that, as well as hear the giveaway that we have attached with the sponsorship, because we have a really fun and exciting giveaway that is going on. If you're listening, it's actually live right now. Just go to my Twitter, you will see it, but I won't spoil anything else you can tune in uh, to the episode next to see what that sponsored giveaway is but uh, with all that being said Gabe has an amazing story I I was really honored that I got had the opportunity to just sit down and chat with his life story and and hear all about it and hear how he got to magic gaming and how he got into esports and um, it's a very non-traditional route but he has an incredible story and I think that people that are tuning and listening are really just going to enjoy hearing the story and hearing how he's gotten to magic gaming and just really uh, done an incredible job. So with all that being said, I know this is a little bit longer of an introduction, but again, a special episode. But with all that being said, new listeners, super glad that you guys are here. If you're a returning listener, I hope you guys are pumped for this episode. And with that being said, this is The Lodges Podcast up next. everybody back to another episode of the lodges podcast i am your host juan rodriguez glad to have you guys here a uh, special episode being here in orlando we're with gabe coos who has joined us he is the head of sponsorships head of sponsorships partnerships esports partnership manager. esports partnership manager for magic gaming so super excited to dive in it and talk with you here in a second before we get going we do have our first official sponsor for the episodes um, so we had one down in Miami that they did the location for us, but this is an actual sponsor of this particular episode. So our sponsor is Label Aid, and Label Aid is a custom label company established in 1976, trusted by clients around the globe to deliver durable precision label products at competitive prices. Their custom labels utilize screen printing, digital printing, and flexographic printing to achieve the look and performance that you desire. The digital printing includes graphic overlays, panels, nameplates, labels, and decals. So if you are a team organization or individual, imagine creating your own graphic overlay for your drone. Your logo, colors, and design can be created, and you can have your drone basically shooting in style. Uh, If you have a fitness room in your content house or stream house, uh, imagine decking out your treadmill in that same design to add that extra element of customization to your fitness room. To find out more about Label Aid and the products they offer, you guys can check the link in the show notes below. We'll have that there for you guys. And so as part of this sponsorship, we have a really fun giveaway that I'm excited about. I think you guys as the listeners will be excited about. So we're giving away one item. It will either be a Scuff Infinity Pro for our PS4 players, or if you're on Xbox, we're gonna be giving you a Scuff Prestige. Or if you're on the mouse and keyboard, we're gonna give you guys the Razer Huntsman Elite Gaming Keyboard. So one winner, if you're a PS4, Xbox, mice and keyboard, we guys, we, we got you. Uh, so we will do that. If you're listening to this right now, the tweet will be out. Just go follow the instructions there and you'll be entered into the giveaway. So super excited about that. Thank you to the team over at Label Aid for sponsoring the episode and getting with us to really just give back to the listeners. And, and I'm really excited for that. So with that being said, we'll hop into the episode. Gabriel, I'm super excited to, to chat with you and, and hear your story. I know we've talked a little bit before hopping on the mics and going live here, but if you just, you know, I know we both really just want to walk through your life story. So I don't know where's a good place for you to start or where you really want to begin your journey with us, but we, we kind of love to hear your background story. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, welcome to Orlando. Thank you. Appreciate you hosting us. Yeah. So, 
Uh, how much time do we have? I mean, we got about way back. we got about 45, 45, 50 minutes. Uh, I don't want to bite too much into your time either, though. So. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I was born and raised in France. Okay. Uh, as you might hear, um, and so I grew up there until I was 21. Uh, technically, I left at 19 and then I came back. But um, so grew up in France. My whole family's there. Okay. Um, I uh, obviously a different culture. Um, you know, a diff- different world, but. Um, I had a brother who lived here in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. He was actually in Colorado. Okay. And so every summer I used to go and, and just try to work as hard as I could and make as much money as I could um, so yeah. that I could actually come here and visit him. Okay. Um, so we usually just work uh, during the whole summer and then at the end of the summer just take a trip, come here to the U.S. Um, at that time I didn't speak a word though. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, I grew up in French only. Uh, my parents yeah. are French. Um, my, my, actually, if you do my genealogy, French are 100% until as far yeah. as we can go. So. <laughs> Don't, don't hold it against me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, so I've, I had been here in the U.S. a few times. Okay. I just couldn't say anything. Um, and then um, and then when I was 19, um, I started the mission uh, for my church. So okay. I left two years, uh, just great experience. Um, and during those two years, all you do is just serve and you just, you know, put your own life uh, on standby. So, yeah. So it gives you a lot of time to think about also yourself and you know what you're gonna do when you get back. Yeah. Um, and so got back to France, I found a job. I used to work for uh, Rolex. Okay. Uh, the watches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Headquartered in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Okay. And, and I grew up right next to the border. So uh, worked there for about a year um, and just you know thinking this is not what I want to do. Um, <clears throat> my degree back then had nothing to do with what I do now. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I just got to try something else. So uh, I remember telling everybody, hey, I'm I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna find college and, and just go back to school. So, yeah. so I, I started school. I started college um, at age 20, 23, 24. Okay. And that was over here or over that here was in the U.S. In the yeah. U.S. Okay, okay. So I went to I found a school through my church in um, Utah in Salt Lake. Okay, it's just a cheaper way for for me to come here. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, spent so I did my uh, associates there. Okay, uh, met my wife within. You know, two months or three months being there. That's awesome. That's um, always a win. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> right, um, right. But uh, I, I always mess with her. I tell you, know, I've been I've been stuck here ever since. Because um, I can't I can't I can't go back without her. Right. So, right. so uh, met her there. Um, I was a soccer player myself. Okay. Been huge into soccer my whole life, and uh, my goal was to uh, to not have to pay for my for my schooling. So right. So that's what I did. I applied to a bunch of schools. Um, I got a scholarship in uh, BYU Hawaii. Okay. Uh, so my my who wasn't my wife yet, but uh, my girlfriend and I moved to uh, Hawaii together. Uh, Interesting. Got, got engaged there, played soccer. Um, and then again, I was like, you know, you kind of feel like either it's a place where you're just not, and as yeah. wonderful as uh, Hawaii can be, right. they're just little things that, you know, just one for us. Like, <clears throat> short, short, you know, funny example, but we, um, as soon as we got there, uh, so then 2010, okay. um, we get to school, and they were like, hey, I, we're so sorry there's just no housing for both of you it's like alright so we moved like from the mainland like have no clue where to go we don't know anybody there uh, she had a friend so she's like hey I, I got a place to stay yeah um, I had to just find a way so I literally just went knocking on doors uh, around Hawaii um, right in Laie wow sure. okay um, and that's how I found my my, my, uh, my rent um, and uh, so again, something I learned from my mission, like just going, going door to door, and like just going, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, if you're stuck, you know, back against the wall, that's just what you do. So um, yeah, so yeah, did that, and then. So again, how many years did you play when you were there? You played while you were in Hawaii. A year. A year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually broke my foot when I was there. Okay. Uh, so gotcha. not, not the best season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tough. just the team as a whole, I could say that it just wasn't a, a great uh, soccer. Wasn't, wasn't a good fit. Good fit, and so. Again, back against the wall, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to apply to as many schools as I can. So I think I applied to like 51 schools uh, wow. across the country. Yeah. And simply because like I knew I was going to be accepted somewhere. I was, mm-hmm. I was a good student. Right, um, right. But I wanted to find one that had like, you know, a, a, a strong soccer team that had like, so um, and then eventually I just kind of, you know, filtered them all the way down to um, the one, that's one who gave me, a, uh, that gave me a full ride. Um, which is uh, UCCS, okay. uh, the University of Colorado, okay. Colorado Springs. Yeah. So we ended up uh, in Colorado, which is where my wife is from. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that worked out. And um, yeah, and then uh, studied sports management. So that was really my first step into sports, like okay. business. Right. Um, studied sports management, great school, um, and great experience. Uh, we started raising a family out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I graduated, um, so as part of the degree, you have to intern. Uh, so I had internships with the Olympic Committee. So okay. it's actually based out there in Colorado okay. Springs. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and then started my, my career. Uh, worked in recruiting for a little while. Just I had kind of that sales background, so I wanted to try yeah. that. And obviously, I knew that's not what, what I want to do long term. And yeah. Uh, so I've, I've, you know, when it comes to the esports piece, I've always played video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I've been like a like a hardcore gamer oh, my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've always played like especially sports games. Like, Got you. Back as a kid in France, I, I used to play uh, Madden. Okay. Uh, when, and that's actually how I learned the, the rules of American football. Really? Yeah. Well, it's through the I, video game. The video game. That's yeah. crazy. So I used to play Madden. Uh, I played uh, yeah, I played FIFA, obviously. Right. I played FIFA. Uh, and then once I got here, I started playing 2K. But, uh, so I've always played something. Right. Um, I just never thought it'd become a part of my career kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I worked uh, for the recruiting uh, company, then uh, started working for a, a professional soccer team out there called the Switchbacks. Okay, yeah. It's a second tier uh, pro soccer team. Yeah. And um, worked for them for about three and a half years, made my way up to, I was the director of partnerships for them. Um, and then until uh, you know, got a hold of Magic and, mm-hmm. and decided, uh, decided to move the family and, and try something different. Um, right. So, so really the, the, the position with the Magic, uh, I've been here for about two years now, just past my two year mark. Okay. Um, and they literally hired me when they launched the, the, the Magic Gaming team. Uh, okay. Which, is, which was an esports right. um, division. Right. Uh, so, does that give you kind of a, a yeah no a better idea of who I am? Or? No, definitely, definitely. And I think for people listening, they'll really just. I mean, I want to dive deep into a couple different sections. If that's cool to just deep dive, but it seems really like at a very early age you had to learn how to adjust really quickly. Like you were bouncing around different places. Like you're saying, your back was against the wall a few times. How do you think that has you know shaped you to where you are now? You know, having those experiences where. You know, you came over to the United States, you go from the United States to Hawaii, you have that experience in Hawaii. Um, I mean, when you were going through it, was that tough for you? Was it just something that you think you had the ability to naturally do or, or kind of elaborate on that? What was that experience like? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's tough because like I can't, I can't see I had like a, like a tough childhood. Like yeah. my parents like always took care of us and, and you know, gave right. us what, what we needed. So it's not like, you know, like a, like a struggle from the beginning, but, right? But once I was on my own, yeah, I just yeah, that's just the world, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not always fair. You just gotta gotta keep moving. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's been. I think the, the biggest challenge, obviously, was the uh, the language. Right? I didn't speak right. English um, right. until until I went on my mission, and then uh, you know, obviously, I had a lot of people that was with every day that spoke. They were either mm-hmm. um, Americans or, or Canadians, right? Uh, so that's kind of how I picked it up, and then you know, uh, then I learned at school and all that. So it's again, I mean. It's, it, I think everybody knows that by now. It's when your back's against the wall. That's right. that's where you really find out who you are, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah. being away from my family, I remember dude, that was a sad time. Like, yeah, I, how was that being away from? Like yeah. during the summers, even at the beginning, was that tough on them? When you yeah, come summers, the summers, summers are fine because like okay. I had family here, and I knew yeah. like it's just gonna be all, all, you know, yeah, all good. Like it was just right. gonna, you know, buy some clothes and be be excited. Like, <laughs> but cause that, that's what I love to do. But. Uh, no, I mean, what was hard is like, I remember I, I set my mind on, on leaving and I was like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to college. I got accepted. Um, and then I remember uh, passing the uh, the uh, the customs at the airport. Mm-hmm. My, my parents and my brothers had uh, dropped me off. And I remember passing it and like looking back at them and thinking, oh my gosh, like what am I doing? Like, And I think for a, yeah. any like big decision that you make in life, there is that time, that, that short, you know, like, oh my gosh, like, Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I don't know if this is why you know what I mean, like, right? Where you're kind of taking a leap of faith almost and yeah. hoping that you're making the right decision. But it all sounds good until you get there, and then yeah. you really have that those few minutes where it's like, uh oh, like is this the right thing to do, right? <laughs> right, like, right. And, and then you just you know since that's it, you you got you got to move move forward and right. go along. So, uh, so that was one time when it happened to me. The other time was actually before I moved here to um, to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, so we have now I've got three kids. Okay. Um, we got a fourth one on the way. Nice, congrats. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, we actually had um, the third one on the way when I moved here. Okay. And uh, it was one of those times still where like, I was, I remember I was um, flying here for the interview. Mm-hmm. And I was at the airport in Colorado Springs, sitting in my car um, in the parking lot and thinking, what am I doing? Like, it was right. one, another one of those times, like I've got a family, I've got kids, like I'm gonna go to a place we've never been before. Um, yeah. Don't know if this is the right fit for me. And like, um, but I think, you know, feeling that way is, is kind of a, a testament that 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a big deal, but once mm-hmm. once you get over that, then right. then there are good things happening, kind of thing. Yeah, I I've always you know growing up, I think that something my parents instilled in me, and something that I've grown to realize is that being uncomfortable is sometimes a good thing, right? I think when you're getting uncomfortable, you're kind of pushing those boundaries for you, whether that's you know moving somewhere or that's taking on a job that maybe you know you're feeling uncomfortable a little bit about, or it's putting you out of your comfort zone, but. I think those moments really help define you a little bit and take you to that next level. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, that was worth it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I look back and I'm like, you know, we've had such a, it's been such a roller coaster since we've been here, just for a bunch of different reasons. Right. Um, and, and you think, you know, if I had stayed where I was before, yeah, it would have been easier, but I yeah. probably wouldn't be you know, as happy as I am now, right? Or right. seen as many blessings as I've seen. Right, so. right. Something, I, I mean, I can relate to a degree. So both of my parents are actually originally from Cuba. And so when they came over, they had a similar experience to where they actually left a couple family, like not direct family members, but they had cousins and, and aunts and uncles that they left behind. And so when they came over, it was the same, similar for them. You know, they didn't speak the language here. They're, they're, they kind of had to learn it. So um, though I've never experienced that, I've also, I've always heard that through them. So I can relate just a little bit but I can imagine for you coming over here and and having to learn a new language being an entirely new place being away from your family and all that I mean I can only imagine that that's a that's a tough jump to take it is but I mean again (laughs) I'm not the first one I've done it and I'm sure there'll be others yeah um, yeah yeah but it's a good experience that's for sure definitely definitely and so when you before we so I kind of wanted to follow the timeline before we jump into the magic um so you had the job out of school where you're a recruiter and then you went and you were in traditional sports, right, for the tier two team yep. in soccer. And so what was, during your transition from college to that, when you were going out of school, were you like, okay, I wanna go into something in sports? I know you that's kind of what you, you were studying. Um, how did you, did you have like a sport you wanted to go into or did the soccer opportunity come up or how did that play out? Yeah, so, you know, obviously my first choice was soccer always. Okay. Um, again, that's, that's what I grew up doing. Yeah. Um, but Corrado Springs at that time didn't have a soccer team. Uh, only Denver did. Okay. And so, uh, actually, when I found out that the team was coming to town, it was one of those like, let's 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 try something. Like, so like, yeah. I remember um, I emailed the uh, the ownership of that soccer team that I just mm-hmm. found online, and I mm-hmm. said, Hey, listen, this is me. This is who I am. Like, normally I know soccer, but like I'm into business. Right. It was the beginning of my career. Right. I was like, put me wherever you want. Um, I'll 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 try it. Like I'll do yeah. it. And so yeah. obviously in sports, the, the easiest way, or the, it's not an easy job, but the easiest way to yeah. get in is, is ticketing, right? Okay. Um, once you do it, it's not an easy job by, by any means, but, right. um, but it's the easiest way to enter a, a sports organization. So, right. so that's what I did. Um, I did tickets and then within a few, uh, within a few months, you know, things, it was a small team, so it's, it was probably easier to you know, make your way up because mm-hmm. there, there weren't so many steps in between. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, that's what I did. And, uh, yeah. Done to ticketing, then partnerships, um, and then all the way to uh, director of partnerships. Wow, that's awesome. And so how long the director of partnerships were, or even when you started the partnerships, how long did you do that for them? Was it for a couple of years? Or? Yeah, so overall I was there for three and a half years. Okay, gotcha. Um, so again, smaller team, so you know, all hands on, on, on board. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, at the game, I mean, I remember, um, we it was far out spring, so Colorado, I mean, the weather is crazy. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen, right? so. <laughs> It can be great, but it can be awful. So, um, you know, there are times when, like, literally the, the morning of the games, we wake up and just the field is completely, you know, packed with snow. And it's oh like, my goodness. oh, no, what do we do? So <laughs> anybody in there from, you know, the ticketing guy to the, the, the owner of the team, like, right. you know, just went in and started working. And, like, you know, get, get the snow off the field. And, like, you know, that's just that kind of, yeah. kind of. So, again, not not easy, but but that's part of the job. It's so part of it, yeah. You do it and you help the team grow it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like it was a great team experience and really ha- all hands on deck. Yeah. And so the Orlando Magic opportunity that you touched on that you were flying down here and, and that was one of the pivotal decisions you had to make. But how did the how did that opportunity originally arise? You know, you were in traditional sports with the soccer team. Were you looking to pivot into esports or what is the background story on how this opportunity came about? Yeah, honestly, I wasn't. Um, I I knew just for personal reasons, I knew it was time for me to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the team that I was with, but uh, but I didn't know where where I was gonna go or where and, and you know how these go like you can you can spend you know even if you start looking seriously it yeah take you know six months right 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 so you never know um so when when the Orlando Magic opportunity uh, came up I literally just I, I saw on the I think it was Indy 
um, I was just looking around just just to have an idea what was going on. Yeah. And I remember seeing Orlando. I actually lied earlier. We actually have been to Orlando once. Um, as okay. My wife on our honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was the only time we've been in Orlando. Nice. Um, yeah. And so I saw Orlando, which we liked when we were here. Um, I saw um, obviously the magic, mm-hmm. uh, which. I remember as a kid, no idea why or how, um, but I remember having a Orlando Magic uh, cap on. No way. Yeah. Okay. And I think it was with it. Um, I don't know why or how I got it. This is um, why you were still over. Like friends. friends. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. A little, okay. A little kid. Like, That's funny no how, that... how I got. I got it. But, um, That's interesting. Yeah. You, you never know how things work. Right. 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 And um, anyway, so I I, I like the Magic. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know the whole history behind it, but um, so that the fact that it's Orlando, and then I saw esports. And I saw Magic Gaming, and I thought, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So I started looking a little more into it. Right. Um, applied. Um, so they flew me here. And um, I, f- again, funny story, I, um, you usually after, because I've been in recruiting. So I, yeah. after interviews, I, I, I like to think I'm a good interviewer, but right. you know, maybe they felt differently. Right, um, right. Um, after, um, uh, after interviewing, here it was just a tough one uh, just just because not because the people in the room just mm-hmm. like it was a it was a very late flight i think i got here in orlando it was like 12 30 okay. and i had a they had asked me to put a, a presentation together for them uh, okay. which i just come from utah from a different interview so i was a little bit behind like trying to do this so i think i slept like an hour and a half two hours that night wow i get up i've got a headache i'm hungry they text me and say hey we've got food for you here if you want to no, they said make make sure you eat at the hotel before you get here. Okay. And somehow I, I was too tired, I missed it up. I thought they said we got food here, oh, so I show up, I show up at the interview and there's no food. Obviously, it's not, <laughs> it's not that kind of interview. Right, right. Um, and so just just a tough like and and anyway, I go through the whole interview. Um, met great people and I remember walking out of that interview, and they probably don't know this, so they'll find out now. But okay, I, I walked out and I was in the hallway and uh, called my wife and I said, "It's dead. Like I don't, I don't think this is gonna work." Um, and I, I was wishing it could work. I just didn't mm-hmm. feel like I didn't feel like I gave my best. Um, and then yeah. by the time I got to the airport, um, I got a call back um, from from somebody here at the Magic and say, "Hey, we're you know we like you, we're interested." Um, wow. And so awesome. from there on, like we kept in touch and worked a few details. And uh, and then it got crazier because I had to move the family across right. the country. So literally, my wife was expecting a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said. Uh, I thought she's she's been an amazing support through all this. So I, That's I, awesome. I told her, listen, like we have we have a choice. Either we have the baby here because she was reared pop. She was okay. Like, so she was like, dude, come literally like two weeks later. Okay, wow. So it was like, hey, either either we have the baby in Colorado with your family, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, move across country with right. uh, with a, a brand new baby, or right. um, and you get induced, or we we just go to Orlando and then we just you know have the baby there. Right. right. We won't have anybody anybody else around. So like, right. Let, let's have it here. Okay. So meaning that we had the baby there, she got induced, and then okay. uh, we uh, we drove twenty seven hours with the two week old. Wow. Um, it's a funny story because we uh, the technically so her her mom came with us uh, mm-hmm. to help out. So it was her her mom, our kids, and the baby in the car, and then I was in the truck driving everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I had been one or the other, I think my truck was not a bad place <laughs> to be because it, right. it was just me like just right. doing my thing but so again she's she's amazing that's for, awesome for going through all this uh, so then we got here that's crazy yeah. that's, it's interesting to hear you know it's funny because when, when we do these interviews like there's obviously to a degree where I kind of look people up to see you know what their past experiences have been but when you sit down and hear people's story it's always interesting to hear some of the personal things people have done and it's just funny I feel like everyone's had those those tough moments in their life and sometimes maybe we don't hear about it um, but it's interesting to see that you guys have had a couple and it's cool to see how you kind of push through together as a group especially like you and your wife together that's really cool yeah, for sure. when you so when you got to Orlando um, had you and you started your, you started the job with magic was it just a whole new world to you or I know you said you grew up a little bit and you had that interest in playing video games but was esports as an industry was that new to you when you got here <clears throat> yeah so literally the night uh, so the day they flew me back home after the interview I spent the entire flight um, watching Netflix and esports documentaries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to make sure, um, you know, because again, it was it was new, and I knew a little bit more of the, the sports side. Mm-hmm. But you know, all those other games out there that are actually the biggest games in the world, right? The League of Legends and the you know, right. Uh, not the Overwatch, but the you know the CS:GOs and like mm-hmm. all those games that I really I knew the name. That was it. Um, I just wanted to understand it, right? And right. I wasn't going to take the job until I really understood what this was about. So right. I'm still not a, a you know. A, 
yeah. an expert in all of those games, but yeah. at least I understand the space now. And so right. I think that was a big piece for me was to, to try to, you know, really get a better knowledge of what esports is like, really. Right. Um, I hadn't gone to like an esports event before. And, you know, so they, when they call me, one of the first calls I had with Magic, <clears throat> they've actually asked, they, they asked me, you know, do you play video games? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I do, but I gotta be honest with you, I'm, I'm not a gamer. Like, I'm not a hardcore, like, you know, I'm, I'm in business, right? right? I got kids, I don't have a lot of time to play it. Like, and, <laughs> right. and, and they told me, um, they said, absolutely, that's what we're looking for. Like, we're looking for somebody who knows the partnership aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, esports, you know, you'll, you'll get into it and, and we'll help. So, right. um, so I think we kind of all grew. We hired people here as part of Magic Gaming who mm-hmm. were clearly gamers who understood the space perfectly. Right. So I think it made it easier on all of us, right? I had the business side and then we have other, other right. people in here that, um, you know, who, who understand esports. Yeah. And so do you think those people helped you? I know you're doing some of your own research on your own time, but was having those people in house that did know the in- the industry, did you kind of like use them as a source of education and kind of like asking them questions to get you to, you know, have them teach you the industry a little bit? Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I like to, I like to think I'm not that old, but, but I'm still older than, than a lot of them. Right? So like <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually 35 now. So, okay. uh, you know, no, you're still super young. <laughs> yeah. But like there's some, you know, some guys in esports that are just, just super young 14 years old yeah yeah so like it's it's amazing to see how you know yeah we can we can help each other uh you know when i see the players now magic gaming Mm -hmm. uh you know i mean they can be 20 21 like right maybe a little bit older uh it's uh they're they live in space right so Mm -hmm. when it comes to like social media when it comes to you know i'm on it but i don't i'm not as active as they might be right so there are plenty of things that i can learn from them right Mm -hmm. um and so hopefully i can i can bring something on the business side Right. I think that's why the team's been working great. Right. Been, we've had the right people at the right place. Uh, so we, we, we all take care of what we have to take care of. Uh, right. And then right. if we need help, there's somebody else that we, we can ask. So. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It seems like you have, you've had the opportunity to have a really good team environment in both cases, both you know the soccer team and then now here. So that's really exciting and awesome to hear. When um, The question that I was wondering is, so you saw the traditional side and then you came into esports. How different... They're different industries, obviously, but how different was it for you to do partnerships in traditional sports compared to in esports? Was it was there a learning curve for you? Did you find it similar, or, or what were your thoughts on that? I, I think it's similar. I mean, again, like, yeah, there are differences because it's it's a different like mm-hmm. you're not going to sell knives the same way you would sell like cars, right? Like, right. It's, a, it's a, obviously a, a bad example, but like, <clears throat> there, but it's still sales, um, sell partnerships. So I think a big part of partnerships is that. And the reason why I'm in it is the whole kind of relationship-based, um, mm-hmm. you know, piece that, you know, you don't you don't just sell something and then you never see those guys again, right? Like right. you literally work with the partners every day, like so yeah. it's on you, right? So you develop it. I've I'm really in touch still with um, partners that I've signed like years ago from different teams, right? Uh, so it's that, that's the biggest piece. So again, it, it is kind of a different sale because it's a different product, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to reach a different demographic, right. so it right. is different. Uh, although I would say. Out of all the sports out there, I think soccer reaches that that younger demographic yeah. better than right. some other sports. Uh, right. so, so there's some some similarities for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think too soccer similar to esports compared. To, I mean, I think if you're comparing it to like the NBA, and I thought it's more of an international sport. So I think yeah. awareness wise, they have a little bit more globally compared to like you know playing football or right. basketball or something like that. So and, and that was something actually I was gonna ask you is did having that initial network when you were with the soccer team did that network were you able to like leverage that or did it help you when you came into esports were there maybe relationships you had there that you're like hey I'm I'm pivoting in the, in the esports or you informed them or was there any like correlation there between those two not at all no <laughs> um, and the reason is that it, it was a smaller um, soccer team right so okay. all of our partners were local. Right. So that was the hard part. It's like you know, in partnerships, you spend years kind of developing those those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And then you leave. And mm-hmm. so, like again, I keep in touch with them, but it's not for for business reasons. It's just because we're friends. Like, right. Right. So I literally like, and, and funny enough, I've never looked for this, but every job I've had, when I started as a recruiter, um, they asked me, "We don't want you to contact anybody else who's been contacted. Like you've got a, a blank book of business, so you just go out okay. and sell." Okay. So I did that, and then the soccer team. It was a brand new soccer team, so there's nothing to, to rely on. Ground models again, yeah, basically. Again. But then I get here and the magic have been around for thirty years, but but esports is brand new. <laughs> so like I somehow I keep getting into these, these positions where <laughs> I just have to build something from the ground up and I think it's it's super rewarding, but it's uh it's it's a lot of work. 
Yeah. So I wish I wish I could have used my my uh, connections from my last job to you know come here and help, but it wasn't the case. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Do you like the uphill battle? Like, is that is it exciting you to go into a role like you did something with Magic, where it was you know at the ground level and you have you've been a big part of building that up? Really, is that something that you, is exciting to you, or do you like to come into a space where maybe they have built up a little bit? I think there are days I feel differently. Right? <laughs> like, there are days I'm like, man, I wish I had those, those connections. But right. you know, o- overall, I think you know it's great to see like Magic Gaming. Uh, you know, the, the 2K League has been around for three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back and see, you know, when I first walked in that studio that you and I saw earlier. Yeah, amazing studio. Um, there's literally nothing. There's just black walls everywhere. Right? Really? There's uh-huh. nothing in there, right? So yeah. like looking at what it was then compared to what it's now. Right. And, and seeing the players go through, seeing like all the partners bring it up. It's a uh, obviously you, you can only be proud, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just always super hard on myself, so there's always <laughs> always more to do, and always you know I think we still have a way to go, but right. But sometimes it's just fun to sit back a little bit and, and yeah. see what you've accomplished and say, oh, I, you know, it's not that bad. Like, no, it's, no, no. It's, it's 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 gone pretty well. Yeah, no. So I think I too, I, and I think a lot of people can relate with this is when there's a lot of things going on, a lot of exciting things going on, and you're building something. It's it's hard to maybe pause for a moment and take a seat back, or take a step back and realize what all is really unfolding because it's on to the next thing or on to the next project. And you know, so I think some people just have that hustle mentality to keep going and keep going. And I know for myself personally, I sometimes have to like, like okay, I got to take a step back where I'm at in my life, what's some of the cool things that have happened recently, um, and enjoy those moments. And I think that it's tough though because you know you want to keep building, you want to keep. Take that next step as fast as you can. So well, when when you're in the middle of it, it's it's hard to like you yeah. just stop, right? You yeah. just want to keep going, especially in sales. Right. You got you got to keep selling. You got to keep going. So it's <clears throat> it's tough, but uh, but I think it helps from like hearing from other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. But uh, even just like I listen to podcasts, I do like stuff just to understand what other people have gone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I see you know, not to compare myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's still a long way to go, like I said, but. But it's always good to hear other people's opinions. It is. Yeah, so. Absolutely. No, that's, I mean, I think I was telling you a little bit about this one before we started, is that that's kind of what has pivoted into the theme of this podcast, is really just hearing people's stories, because I'm similar to you, where I love to hear what people have started, where they've come from. I think, like you're saying, not to compare yourself, but really just to give yourself a little bit of context. And, and really, you can learn a lot of times from other people's experiences, because not everyone walks the same path in life, right? We all have different experiences. Um, to pivot a little bit, it really into your role. I, I want to dive into that and to give you some context. So a lot of the listeners here, what I try to do is I try to bring on different people that are different parts of the industry, right? So maybe we have a GM in the 2K League or a GM in another team and, and really just try to bring diverse perspectives. And so we really haven't had anyone that's been like the director of partnerships, the director of sponsorships. So I was excited not only because you were with Magic 2K, but to really dive into your role. So. If you just want to give us like a quick two minute rundown of you know what are some of the responsibilities you have with your role, what's your day to day look like, um, just a little bit of in depth as, as much as you can. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm the esports partnership manager uh, for Magic Gaming. So I'm, I was hired specifically to help bring revenue for Magic Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you know, I mean every every sports team has um, a partnership department, yeah. and uh, and sometimes when it's a, a big team like Magic, they they're gonna have both the, the sales team and then the activation team. Mm-hmm. So you know, people go out and sell partnerships. That once we're the partner on board, we have a team that handles them specifically. Okay. Um, obviously, for us, it's it's me, right? So I've got a team that I work with, um, and I get help on the magic side as well. But but it's all um, that's that's my my main my main focus, my main uh, gotcha. my main responsibilities is the entire you know sales process, if you will, right? from uh, prospecting to mm-hmm. uh, you know, negotiating, signing partners, uh, activating once they're on board, yeah, renewing them uh, or renewing the partnerships. Uh, so that, that's the kind of the core piece yeah. of what I do. And obviously, yeah. we're, we're a small team. Right. So, you know, you wear many hats and you, you right. help wherever you can help, but that, that's the core. Right. The core, yeah. When you're looking for, and again, as, as much as we can talk into this, let me know if I'm like charting any waters that we can't, but when you're looking for a potential sponsor and, you know, you're doing that for Magic Gaming, is there, for your team, is there a fit that you look for? Is there some specific in partnerships you look for? Is it a lot of endemic brands? Is it non endemic brands? Or, or kind of how do you go about that? Super question. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> talk, to talk, talk about this for hours. Um, we actually had a, an esports um, partnership summit. Uh, we try to have that every year. Yes. So yeah. We uh, hold the we host the the Amway Center, and then we have uh, current partners and potential partners mm-hmm. that come in. So we, we talk about this kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, it's yeah, it's it's tricky because like 
you could find partners anywhere, right? So right, like, right. I think when you're in partnership, you just got to be aware of what's going on. So, I mean, literally, like, you know, when, when there are commercials between the games, like, I pay attention to what brands are advertising, right? No, I don't care about the commercial themselves. Like, yeah, just yeah. something that I've, you just do it naturally after a while. Um, but again, it's very different what we do from what the Magic sell, right? It's a different demographic. It's most of what we do is digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I think what we've come across is we technically have a local brand mm-hmm. that reaches a national audience. Gotcha. So, okay. so that's the tricky piece is to yeah. find the brands that are that are okay with that, right? If if they're big marketing agencies out there, they might look at the numbers on the two K side and say, oh, you know, that's not high enough for us, or right, should, right? Um, or the local ones are going to love the the attention that we're getting, but maybe they don't have the budget for this, right? So it's it's always gotcha. trying to find. So when it comes to finding those partners, uh, I, I personally spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a great tool. I love LinkedIn. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's amazing to see how you know the engagement. Um, it's great to see how you can literally when you when you you know message somebody, you can see if they've seen it. You can see yeah. you know if they're li- if they're actually connected. You know if they're live. Uh, so it's it just I, I find it easier. I think it's more of a of a genuine way to approach right. partnerships. Right. Um, but aside from that, I think. I get calls sometimes from other teams in the league, like asking me, hey, like, what, what do you think is, is the best approach? Well, I think it's just, it depends on your personality, right? Right, uh, right. Uh, so, does that does Yeah, that no, that, that, that definitely, I think, dives into it a bit. And I actually was asking this question at the beginning, but we can talk about this. So, correct me if I'm wrong, you were the first partnership manager for a 2K team in right. NBA history. I was okay. the first one to be hired, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I mean that's, that's a pretty big deal, I think. So, was that, shocking to you like when you were learning about the role when you were getting down here that there weren't other teams that had that or you know what, what was that like yeah. i think i think it shows the way you know just like take the nba or any other leagues mm-hmm. um, not every team is going to approach business you know the same way right? Right, right and i think the magic decided to go all in mm-hmm. so they hired somebody who was all in and mm-hmm. could just you know spend 100 percent of their time um right for partnerships for esports specifically Right, and I think two years later, now I think we can see that it's. Paid, I hope they feel the same off. way. Yes, yeah. that it's it's paid off. Um, and, and since then there've been others that who've been hired, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of the teams what they did was um, what off the bat was just take esports and put it as a uh, kind of an added value for their for their NBA team to sell. Right, okay. and we felt like that was a wrong approach. Right, um, because esports has its own value, and it's its own. Like I said, like yeah, mm-hmm. you have to understand what you're selling. Right, and right. a lot of them, I think, didn't, and so that's kind of how we decided to approach it. Right, is, is have somebody there, hundred percent, you know, dedicated to this, uh, and then try to grow from there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And so let's, I, I want to dive into a little bit of the, the sponsorships that you guys have secured, and I'll let you kind of take that where you want. But one that I did want to highlight, I believe you guys were in a Super Bowl commercial, right? The, there was a glimpse of the Magic Two K team in one of the Super Bowl ads. Um, I don't know if there's like. The direction you want to comment on that or, or kind of what that was like to be able to have that moment right yeah yeah i, I wasn't on it so I was, I was kind of disappointed but um you wanted to be in the commercial, I to be in the commercial yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame you <laughs> uh, no no but um yeah it's so our our presenting sponsor uh since uh, pretty much day one has been uh, orlando health okay and so they you know we've done a lot with them and actually um they were the ones, our partnership received the, uh, the Partnership of the Year Award from the NBA um, 2K League this past year. Okay, congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks. So yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it, it's both teams, right? It's just um, a lot of work that we've done together and um, and they're a great team to work with. So they there are times like that when we'll just call each other and say, hey, we're doing this, do you want to be a part of it? And, mm-hmm. and they reached out, they, um, they sponsor multiple um, you know, teams here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so they said, hey, we, we're gonna have a, a piece in the Super Bowl, do you want to be a part of this? Uh, of course that yes definitely, definitely. Uh, and then it was great we got and it's kind of cool because we we actually heard back afterwards from them um, about you know they had like analytics about um, numbers on social media and, mm-hmm. stuff and the, the the most recognition they got was from us being part of that really yeah of that clip which That's was interesting I thought it was great yeah uh, yeah so it speaks again I, it's, it's funny because uh, it shows the, uh, the the value behind uh, you know gaming and how big it's right. getting and, and how much much more is it is being recognized now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no and, and especially on the ability to have that exposure on such a national level where you know when we're talking about a super bowl ad i think that's a moment where when we're talking about the general public people actually do pay attention to the commercials so for you guys to hit the highest numbers on that or whatever the engagements were i think that kind of speaks about where the industry is going and 
and how people are beginning to really ramp up and, and look into it. Sure. Um, so you said you guys were awarded the partnership of the year in local activation by the NBA. Correct. And so that another big moment for you guys. Can you talk a little bit more about what that award specifically is and uh, really how you guys went about that? Yeah, so the, the NBA has um, you know, partnership awards uh, or business awards on the NBA side, but they also started that on the 2K League side mm -hmm. as of last year. So it was the first time they're doing it. Um, they presented four different awards and uh, Magic Gaming got two out of the four. So okay. um, obviously we're very proud of what was accomplished. Uh, and there were 20, last year we had 21 teams. Each has a certain number of partners. So for mm -hmm. us to get two out of the four, it was a big, big accomplishment. And uh, and I, th I hope it shows the kind of the, the level of engagement that we, we put into this, right? Yeah. It's a it's a partnership award, so it's not like it's just us. It's right, obviously right. the partners that got the award right. did a lot of work to to uh, to make this happen too. But uh, yeah, so we got the partnership of the year for Orlando Health, um, and then which was the biggest one, and then we got the local activation of the year for uh, Full Sail University. That's um, awesome. Okay. And again, so two local partners. Yeah. Um, and Full Sail, I think what was special there was the um, the the ticket tournament that we hosted uh, last year. Mm -hmm. um, so the two K League. For the first time, went out of market or out of New York uh, to have a, a tournament in place, and uh, where all twenty-one teams participated. Okay. And they picked us, uh, uh, Magic Gaming, and Full Sail. And so Full Sail has a, a facility called the Fortress, mm -hmm. which is a great facility if you haven't been. Um, and that's where we we had the uh, the event. So I think that was a big part of the reason why right. we got the award is, is right. so much work that went into that, and it was yeah. And still to this day, I think if you ask anybody in the 2K League what was their favorite tournament, I think they would tell you full sale. It was full sale. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Derek's saying definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no. making it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And it's interesting because now I believe, you know, the NBA 2K League this year is doing more of those where you have some of the tournaments not being just in New York where some of the home teams are having not home stands, but, you know, yeah. a tournament near them. How important do you think? that is for, for the growth of the league and for the exposure of the league to get, um, not just be in New York, but to give someone, maybe like you're saying, local people that are supporting the brand and know of the brand, giving them an opportunity to come out and, and maybe cheer on their team. Yeah, and I think if, if you look at esports as a whole, I think more and more leagues are trying to do that, mm -hmm. right? Because you mm -hmm. obviously it's, it's great that it's a digital you know, uh, reach, right? Uh, which allows you to just go global real quick yeah but at the same time um, you do have fans that are here locally that want to be a part of it right yeah so um, this year the league uh, awarded I believe six teams in the league to have to host a, uh, a round robin okay uh, so we know we'll be the first ones okay there's a theme there somehow um, <laughs> we, we keep the but we will be the first ones I think That's awesome. on May 23rd okay. um, here in uh, at full sale again uh, we'll have the, the Hawks uh, the Hornets the Heat and then us nice uh, play a, a little little tournament here and that's awesome. I said little woman the winners still get about 20 grand so that's awesome uh, it's not bad yeah a nice uh, bag on the, yeah. on the prize uh, so that's one and then we've also been awarded the uh, uh, robbery match okay um, I think it's on June 27th okay at full sale again uh, where this, this time it will just be one uh, us against one other team okay so again the goal is now that we have those coming in market um, let's just you know make sure that the partners are involved let's make mm -hmm. sure the defender there that we're trying to make it more than just a, a 2K event, right? right. We make sure, you know, why don't we have a fan fest with it? Why don't we have like, you really just have a, a, a full event around. Yeah, an experience. Um, around, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's always fun. And for maybe anyone that's listening that's new, just like I think you have in traditional sports where it's not just an NBA game you go to, right? It's a full experience. There's a lot of activations going around. I think that the more it seems like the 2K League is, is really shifting. Not that they have in the past, but now like with these round robins at home, I think that's really gonna give them an opportunity to give those local experiences. Yeah, and I think, so. And I think also trying to get players from like, you know, all around the country and around the world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had a, the, the league had a, a few uh, invitationals around the, around the world, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one being in London. Uh, so it's, uh, and one in Asia. So it's, again, the NBA is global. And, right. and they're trying to, right. you know, if you don't global, if you don't go global with esports, I think you can miss it. Miss it yeah. Game, right? Yeah. So uh, that's that's what we're trying to do. Definitely. Is there any sponsorships? I, I know we talked about a couple of them, but is there any we haven't named that just for you personally? I mean, I'm sure all of you, all of your sponsors are amazing, but has there been any one for you that personally like you're really proud of, or there was one that you know you were working on for a while and you got, or that you had the best experience with? I was kind of putting you on the spot, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, we've been lucky because all the partners, and that goes back to your other question, which was mm -hmm. like, 
you know, are, are there are there good fit as partners? Yes. Are, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there, yeah. there are partnerships that we just say no to. There are, there are yeah. partners are like just because if it's not a fit, it's not a fit, and and I think that's the main difference when we right. go out and try to make things happen is it's got it's got to make sense. Right. right. And um, and yeah, you can push. I, I would argue some teams might you know push to the point where you you find a way to make it make it work, but at the end of the day, I think if it's a natural fit, then mm-hmm. the partnership is going to be so much more successful. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I, if I name one, I, I'm going to feel bad for all the other ones. But like, like we no, talked about, right. we talked about the guys who got on yeah. the awards. Uh, these are two, you know, both Orlando Health and Full Sail have been amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got, we also have endemic partners, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not as, you know, it's not as much of a local feel. Um, right. But they're they're super helpful in everything right. that we do. You know, so like right. we've had Alienware. We we literally just signed a partner. Um, yesterday that I can't yet talk okay. about because we yeah, haven't we haven't announced it um, yeah no worries, no worries and there are a few more coming too um, but uh, we I don't know if you watched the drafts I watched a little bit I watched a lot of the recap videos okay. so I was not able to catch it live but I definitely went back because I didn't watch it last year at all so when it happened this year I was like okay, I gotta watch a little bit more and, and see what it's like yeah so I, I mentioned the draft because we, we actually brought in uh, Amway as a, as a presenting uh, partner for the draft um, okay yeah so it's big so that's another big one. Uh, so they were everywhere, you know, when it came to the drafts on our side. Yeah. Uh, so it, again, we there, there's some names I can't I can't <laughs> list yet. Um, but but you know, pay close attention because it's it's coming in the next few weeks. Definitely, definitely. So everybody be on the lookout. Um, you know, something I want to ask you for for your personal experience. So you got here during year one or year two? I got here before the league started. Before the league started. So how have you seen the league evolve from when you stepped in here with the Magic to where it's at right now? Um, You know, maybe what are some things you think the league is doing really well as well as like maybe what do you think are some things that the league could, you know, constructively work on? Um, Always interesting to hear. I think it's the league is evolving and growing so much. So it's interesting to hear people's takes on that. Sure. Um, So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, my my thoughts might be just fine, right? Yeah, no, definitely. This is like a opinionated on on our perspective yeah. this is not like yeah yeah i don't speak for the magic yeah um but uh yeah i would say you know year one i think it was a lot of work on the league side to, to make something happen just right. to make it happen right? right it's a brand new league it's a brand so you know having all those franchises that are coming in and um so i think i think year one was really just the goal was to just have a product on that, 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 that made sense right? yeah yeah um year two i think you saw a clear change in the way the league you know helped the teams like mm-hmm. i think it was you know, I think um, uh, marketing wise, there's a lot more efforts that we put into you know, right. pushing the NBA2K league, the teams, the draft. Like, right. and then you're three, and you know, I kind of feel like that's not only going up, but that's also going global. Like I told, right. you know, I, I talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, because yeah, partners like Gen G stepping into that, that that are really an actual international element to it. Really, yeah. So yeah, and I would say when you know things we could improve, I think um, one thing is uh, if we do want this to be global, then we got to make sure that. Um, we give a better chance for those guys that are global. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I would argue that I'm, being from France, I, I might take their 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 side, but like yeah. the guys, I think we had nine guys in the draft that were from Europe mm-hmm. um, this year, uh, who uh, who and nobody got drafted. Right? So, like, right. I don't know if they're good enough to be drafted or not. Right. not right. That's not my call. Right. But like, I do think just to qualify to the drafts and go through that whole process, I think it's it's a, it's a difficult process, mm-hmm. and it's even worse if you're not here in the US, right? Yeah. It's bandwidth. There's like a bunch of other things that you need to worry about. So um, I think that's going to be the next step. I think the league is looking into this and like, mm-hmm. you know, how do we, um, you know, Gen G, I think is a great, it's, it's a perfect example. I mean, right. they came on board. Hopefully we'll have teams from maybe Europe next yeah. year. Yeah. And I think that will really be, once you can get everybody involved the right way, it will be amazing to see if if there is that much of a gap in gameplay or in, in talent. Yeah, that's what we think there is. Right. No, and, and when I think about traditional NBA, you do have the Olympics that happens. I can't remember if basketball side is, is every four years or how it works, but when you do have the NBA that has the USA team and you go play in the Olympics, it's always very fun, at least for me. I'm speaking on my personal perspective because I'm a huge basketball fan. It's fun to watch styles of plays of other countries compared to the United States. And so I think it'd be interesting if the 2K League does go there, where now it's not just like in Olympics, it's on a daily, day-to-day basis, and you're getting to see those styles and those different personalities, I think that'll add a nice flair to it and a nice take. I don't know, I think it'll be fun, did, fun to watch. Did, did, 
you contact the two Kelly and tell him. No. You should give him the idea. Uh, I should give him the idea, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll call him on the way home. <laughs> Maybe they'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but it'd be cool to see. Um, what do you think, and we'll kind of start to, to wrap things up here, just a couple more questions for you. How important, again, sitting on the partnership side, how important do you think it has, it is to have strategic partners um, for the health and the longevity of the league, right? For it to continue to expand and grow and have that awareness. Do you think that partnerships play a really key role in that? Do you think it's partnerships and something else or, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of moving pieces. Um, I'm focused on partnerships, so it's, that's my, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's, that's what I see, but I'm, I mean, just looking at Magic Gaming, right? Um, 98% of the revenue is sponsorships. Right? Mm-hmm. So like, because you don't have the opportunity to go out and sell tickets and sell. I've not actually heard that for this season, the uh, the league, uh, so they switched to a new venue in uh, Manhattan. Yeah, um, yeah. And so they actually have season tickets now. So you can actually go and buy season tickets to the NBC. I saw that, league, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, like we'll sell tickets for, you know, times when uh, we have a, a local event or, but it's not something you can really rely on. Uh, right, right. So looking at the way we operate, and I'm guessing all the other teams are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. um, Partnerships is, is is the main piece of all of that all, right? So right. so again, there's the gameplay piece, like you know, all the guys and all the work that's been done on, on getting the best talent here um, as part of the league. And then you've got the business piece, which is clearly partnership um, focused. Yeah. Right? yeah, definitely, definitely. Where do you overall not now just talking outside of you just the two K league, but and again, to the best of your ability, what do you think? Like where do you see esports in, in five years? What are your What's your future forecast or your <laughs> your hot take on where esports as an industry will be in a couple of years? Oh man, you got you got to ask Gary Vee. <laughs> he's, he's he'll tell you. Right? There you um, go. I like the way he, he talks about it. I'm but, a big Gary Vee fan. Yeah. I, like uh, I mean, you know what I what I try to tell the partners is this is this is all about it's all digital it's all about technology it's mm-hmm. all about you think technology is going to die in the next few, few years Probably you think not. you know digital is going to go away no i think yeah. it's just going to get more and more yeah. so it's it's um i don't know where it'll be in five years but i can tell you um the leagues that are in place and i'm sure there'll be other ones but the leagues that are in place are all going to grow tremendously and i think the 2k league is one of those uh yeah. again i think you got to be fair to the games that are out there like is the 2k league going to be the next league of legends i don't believe mm-hmm. so that's not it's, yeah. it's a different world it's a different game right, right um but there's room for improvement and i think i think it's been great to see the way partners have been getting involved and yeah. again you know they i mean you look at all the marketing teams and gary v actually talks about this um it's hard for a marketing team to just drop you know money from from a different pocket and say yeah let's just invest in esports right? yeah so i think as esports keeps developing and growing mm-hmm. I think those same marketing teams are trying to pay closer attention they're like oh okay if you're going back to the Super Bowl um, yeah we were in the Super Bowl but it's kind of a kind of a smaller yeah. you know, local piece right. um, there are many commercials in the Super Bowl that had um, esports oh there was it, right? yeah. yeah so again like you can tell that teams are marketing teams are really trying to pay attention so mm-hmm. it can only go, go up from here um, looking at the last you know three years that we've been involved for two years mm-hmm. and where it's now it's it's not in there already, so uh, right. there's no reason for it to stop. Um, right. Another good example is uh, what happened with the the CS:GO um, a tournament in uh, Poland, um, you know, with the coronavirus, right, and right, everything else going on. Um, they they had a, a the event was closed doors, right, behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. they they beat a record, they set a record in uh, viewership online. Right? I saw that this that's morning or yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like that's something that in traditional sports usually won't happen. Right. Um, esports, it, it kind of, again, like that whole virus that's going around, um, it's very sad, right? Right. And yet, you have the, the only numbers that are going up are, are esports mm-hmm. because that's something that you can do from it's home. Digital. That's yeah. digital. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think it, it we're esports is a lot less um, at risk um, mm-hmm. with what's coming in the future compared right. to traditional right. sports. And I'm a huge, you know, sports. Yeah, fan yeah that's so, definitely. Um, but but that's that's kind of my take on it. No, I think that's a good take, and I agree with you that that is a plus to esports where, you know, you don't, and I know ESPN has kind of begun to have, like, streaming apps and stuff, right, but you don't have every ESPN channel. I don't think that you can stream for free, whereas a lot of these leagues are getting streamed on YouTube or Twitch where it doesn't require a fee. It doesn't cost you anything to watch it. You can pull it up from your phone. It's very easily accessible, 
And I think that, to your point, I mean, I agree with you. I'm a huge traditional sports fan as well, but I think that traditional sports could learn something from esports, that that's kind of where this next generation is going, especially for consuming content. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, I believe when the NBA earlier last year had the FIBA and the USA was playing, they had Twitch had the exclusive streaming rights to that. And I thought that was super interesting to see that move from the NBA where they didn't want it on ESPN, NBA TV, or, you know, any of those other channels, they wanted it through Twitch. And so it'll be interesting to see if more moves like that happen or kind of where traditional esports land together. Um, but for, sure, for sure. And then just look at the brands that are getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are brands that, you know, five years ago, nobody would have guessed they could be involved, like the, the Louis Vuitton and the... Like yeah, Louis Vuitton, like, yeah. Like there's some massive yeah. brands out there that are just, you know, so there is something for everybody in there. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's starting to really resonate yeah. with a lot of brands. Yeah, and one last thing too, I want to touch back on your Super Bowl point. There was, it was, it was so my wife and I were watching the Super Bowl, and obviously, since I'm doing all this in esports and gaming, I was really excited when you know you saw like Tim the Tap Man a commercial, yeah. you saw Booga in the in the Sabra commercial, and then we saw you guys in the Orlando Health commercial. Good jobs up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was just cool to watch so many of those you know gaming influencers, quote unquote, I guess you could say, and, and to see guys like you know people like you guys that are actually in the leagues get at least a moment in a Super Bowl commercial. And I think that, I mean, I would take a hot take that next year it's going to be really interesting to see how many people in gaming and esports have a moment during the Super Bowl commercial and what brands they incorporate. Um, I think you're definitely going to see a lot more than, than what you saw this year. When, and now you have a lot more athletes, like traditional mm-hmm. sports athletes that are also getting involved in gaming. Right? Yeah. So it, it just only, only goes together, right? So, definitely. Um, definitely. A lot, a lot coming for sure. <laughs> Well, last question I have for you. I thought this would kind of be a fun question. Uh, so you mentioned you have kids. Yep. I know you have played traditional sports. You played soccer. You're also on the esports side. As your kids grow up, are you gonna be more of a? Are you gonna push more traditional sports? Or are you gonna push more esports? What are you gonna lean more towards? <laughs> do, do I have a pass somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> now I, I, I gotta tell you, I've been very strict with my kids about mm-hmm. like. You know any kind of um, screen time yeah my wife and I are on the same page like the only thing they watch right now are like documentaries mm-hmm. or um, if they watch like a Disney movie it's gonna be in French it's kind of like my, my deal with them it's like yeah because I want them to learn the language so right right um, so that being said I until recently and I mean sports right <clears throat> yeah until recently I I felt that way I felt like that's just the way I'm gonna be because mm-hmm. I just I want them to just you know I don't want them to just live digitally, right? I want right. them to see what's out there. Right. But um, the other day, I was actually listening to a Gary Vee, one of his podcasts. Yeah. You might have heard that one, and he's talking about how um, you know the same people now that are parents that are kind of blaming kids for being on social media and being on you know yeah. living on the, on the digital space, but the same people who at that age would spend that exact amount of time just doing something else that didn't matter. Like mm-hmm. it could be you know reading magazines it could be like right. whatever they're doing right and so right. it kind of put things in perspective for me um, in a way that if, if you look at to go back to your next to your last question if, yeah. if, if you look at where technology is going to be in the next next five years or ten years or I also don't want my kid to be behind because right? mm-hmm. that's clearly the space that they're going to have to live into right? Right, so I right. think there's a, there's a fine line there's a right balance to find between yeah. you know, allowing your kids to be familiar with that space um, right. and then if really that's what they love and great um, but also, you don't go out there, go see somewhere else. Like, I think there are plenty of things out there you can do as well, right? So yeah. It's it's a it's a tough one. I think I might yeah. go back and forth as I, no, as I keep I parenting, but understand that's kind of where I am right now. No, definitely. And you know, it's funny because I I think when I was growing up through high school, like technology was was obviously growing as it has grown every single year. But you're seeing more and more of that play out into the school system too. Where like I have an 11 year old sister, and like they do so much on iPads or computers. Like it's a yeah. lot of that's what they're growing up with. And so you can only imagine how the economy and the whole market is just going to move towards that because that's how the next generation's growing up. That's where they're gonna get really good with things that past generations weren't. Um, and it, it's gonna be super interesting to see. I feel like in a couple of years, I'm gonna feel dumb when it comes to technology. I kind of some days already feel like, wow, how do I not know that, you know? There, there, there will be a gap. And I think there's a gap now when you, when you talk to like, again, those marketing teams that are trying to yeah. you know, understand the space and, and literally you have to explain what everything is about esports. And it's funny, right? Because right. when I think of that, in a few years, like you and I will be in a position where we'll be these, you know, these people that make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have that knowledge, but there'll be something new. 
Exactly. Right? So yes. it's always going to be something we gotta we gotta catch up with. Definitely, definitely. Well, that really wraps everything up. I just I want to thank you again for for hosting us here in, in Magic Gaming Headquarters. It was really cool. Thank you for showing us the room next door and for touring us around the facility and, and taking the time to come out on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was fun. I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts. Thank in the past you. And, uh, I think you guys do a great job. So thanks Appreciate for it. being here. Is there anywhere for anyone listening that they can find you on social media, the best place to connect with you or, or follow some of the content you're putting out? Yeah, at Magic Gaming. Uh, we're we're um, you know, quite active on the, obviously Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, we have our own channel on Twitch. Um, you know, we, I, I think, I think we do a good job. I mean, again, like we, we still trying to grow and, um, but we're very, uh, you know, the, the viewers that we have and the fans that we have are, are you know, quite engaged. And, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would recommend, I mean, keep, keep an eye out for what's coming, uh, not just on the partnership side, cause like I said, we're going to announce a few new partners, but, um, yeah. but also like, you know, we always have giveaways and we always have. Yeah, uh, we we find ways to just make it fun. Um, yeah, and then all those events. I think we have between now and July, we have like eight or nine events that are planned here in Orlando. Right, uh, so there's a lot coming. A lot so I just yeah, I, I'd recommend anybody who's interested, make sure you follow. Definitely, definitely. So if you're tuning in in the Orlando area or a surrounding area, definitely make sure to be on the lookout, follow their social media, and see when these events are going on. For everybody that was listening on the audio version of this, appreciate any new listeners that are checking out the podcast as well as any returning listeners. Thank you guys for the continued support and really just the subscribers, the five-star reviews, everything that helps the podcast move up in the charts. If you guys are watching on YouTube today, thank you guys for tuning in on the video version. If you're watching on audio or listening on audio and want to go check out the YouTube, go and check that out. Um, but with that being said, that kind of wraps it up and we'll catch you next week. Gabe, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this. You can find out more about Lodges by searching on Instagram at Lodges underscore financial, on Twitter at Lodges, on eFuse at Lodges, and on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Juan Rodriguez, J-U-A-N. Following on socials is the best way to be kept up to date with podcast updates and information. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.